Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Desiree Dubois. I'm the founder of Homework and Empowered Woman, but I'm speaking today in regards to my participation as a chapter president for Ren. Ren is Women Real Estate Network. And what we do is we do a live event every month, the fourth Wednesday every month, in beautiful San Diego, California. Uh, we do it on Wednesday. The next one is Wednesday, February 26th from 5.30 to 8 p.m. Every month we have astounding women uh, on our panel as well as women guests, and we have different topics. And this month the topic is passive income, making money while you sleep. I think everybody wants to make money while they sleep, and this is going to be three amazing women that have experience in the industry. They're going to speak about what they've done and what they know of and be able to share all their resources and information with you so that you can make money while you sleep. So today I'm proud to introduce you to Dr. Stephanie Audrey. Good afternoon. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. How about yourself? (laughs) I'm doing fine, 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 fine. I'm excited because everybody wants to make money while they sleep, yes? Absolutely. That's the best way to do it. That's the only way to do it, especially at certain points. Because many ladies, they have full-time jobs or they have businesses or they have families, children, or partners that they want to spend more time with. And they don't want to spend that time necessarily, um, you know, earning income all the time or work, work, working another job, a second job or a third job. And even if these funds are used for retirement, used for their legacy, used to give back into the community, there's ways that they can actually make lots and lots of different, um, you know, lots of revenue without having to actively participate. So tell us a little about you, and then you're going to share into the different asset classes that you participate in and what the possibilities are in those, within those classes. Absolutely. So I have spent the last 20 years professionally involved in the real estate industry, um, beginning in real estate uh, development. And in that process, worked with an organization where we owned what was considered the largest privately held REIT in the nation. And um, in building that portfolio, our focus was primarily multifamily and some Mm -hmm. mixed-use projects. Um, Probably on addition to that, I, as a commercial brokerage and broker, began to really explore additional asset classes just in looking at the markets and realizing where there were certain opportunities in the various markets. So have been putting together uh, funds and strategies to invest in some of those um, beneficial asset classes as well. So one thing for those who are relatively new to real estate, would you define REIT? For those who don't know what a REIT sure. is. Sure, absolutely. So a REIT is a real estate investment trust. And basically, it's a vehicle that allows for investment and holding in a tax-favored manner. So oftentimes, you have either privately held or what are considered public, publicly traded REITs. And so when you look at the big asset classes, there are typically publicly traded REITs. Uh, that are generating uh, investment capital because they're able to benefit from public markets. 
and those investors put in their money into the REIT. And so a privately held REIT is, again, just one that's not traded on the public markets, but it's formed with either private individual high net worth investors, hedge funds, family offices, you know, or individuals that uh, put money together in a fund to begin to invest and acquire assets in a particular asset class. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. So when you speak of multi-residential, like you're referring to is huge. And I'm sure that took them, you know, time to build up that type of portfolio. But an individual can start with something as little as a fourplex, as a sixplex, as, you know, whether it's in California or other states. And some of those properties can be acquired for under $100,000, which would actually, you know, give them the return of the, you know, the landlord. For example, we both have a common friend, Monique, where she buys properties, and she gets management teams to manage the properties so that she can travel and enjoy her life, but they are still generating revenue. Would that be, would you want to give us another perfect example? Sure, For those who just started down, for those who want to, that they feel that the REIT may be too big for them? Absolutely. For the uh, first-time investors, I always, especially if I can catch someone before they've purchased a property in their own name, or if they Mm -hmm. live far enough away that they could potentially purchase a property in their own name, I first recommend that everybody at least have one fourplex, (laughs) you know, for starters. Mm -hmm. And the reason being Mm -hmm. that when you purchase your initial fourplex, if you don't have an existing mortgage or if you're purchasing where geographically it's far enough away from your primary residence that you can justify acquiring a fourplex as owner-occupied, then what's going to happen is your money goes further because you're able to participate in different lending programs and two to four units are treated just like a single family residence, as well as Mm -hmm. you're able to count up to 75% of the rental income to help you qualify for purchasing that property. So you get an opportunity to acquire a property with a minimal amount of money out of pocket. In some cases, it could be as low as 3.5% that you're putting down. And so the name of the game when you're talking about leverage is to use the least amount of your capital so that you leverage, and that actually increases the amount of return that you get over a period of time when you're holding the asset. Now, if you've invested in a four-unit, say you have a four-unit, you have a principal residence, but now you want to step into the commercial market, once you get to five units and above, that's the entry point for commercial. Commercial units typically require an investment and an investor with some type of background in order to get the financing, and also you have to put a higher percentage down. So in those instances, you're looking at 20, 30, 40, in some cases 50% if you approach the wrong lenders in order to get the capital to make that acquisition. And I'm amazed these days at how many people don't understand or have the relationships with the right lenders. They're using the wrong sources, and therefore they find themselves tripped up when they're attempting to execute their business plans. Well, I agree with you 100%, and that is a perfect way to start. But another, in another way, though, also, if someone is new as it at the real estate, especially the multi-residential 
um, class is to invest in a group, in a, yes. you know, either in a yes. fund or a PBL site. Don't recommend them doing it alone initially unless they have some background or they have a lot of resources. Uh, yeah, I recommend for them to participate first, learn the territory, learn the, even the lingo, even the returns and things of that type. They'll get a lot more return on their investment. There'll be less stress and a great, great education for them before they launch out by themselves. So that is definitely another way to go. There's, there's so many of those different organizations that are available, you know, that they can find credibility um, in them to be able to trust enough to be able to make those investments. So that's a great tip for them to take away from today. But also you're going to be speaking about um, storage units. Give us a little information yes. about that. We don't want to tell them everything, Stephanie, because we want them to sure. show up live on Wednesday Absolutely. the 27th. But you can just get an example, though, of all the valuable information they're going to experience and all the things they're going to learn when they walk away from joining us next week. So tell us about the storage yeah. units. That's also something that's so no easy. <laughs> Right. Well, it's kind of the same thing. The idea is when you start thinking about your relationship and investment and you've identified mm-hmm. yourself as a passive investor, then you want to mm-hmm. look to relationships with particular sponsors that may have expertise in a particular asset class. So like we've just touched briefly on multifamily storage unit is a different asset class, but it's an asset class that remains in high demand. And so when you understand the market, you understand the triggers that feed that, that demand, then you realize that, oh, my goodness, there are opportunities, right, because there's limited inventory in that particular asset class. And what seems mm-hmm. to be creating the demand has to do with the fact that we've really moved into this sort of e-commerce environment. And so when you think about different companies that are participating, um, there are needs for storage units to have merchandise that is distributed to a point so that that can then be redistributed to particular end users, as well as if you look at people who have downsized, oftentimes they have things that they've inherited that they may not have a place for in their residence or they might be transient, they're traveling. So there's just a number of variables that has contributed that are contributing to the demand for storage units. And so when you find those opportunities, then it's about what's the condition, you know, what you see as an upside. And so I say sometimes people buy things that are retail. If you buy it at retail, you're going to pay retail. If you're an investor, your investor group is looking for an opportunity so that they can realize the value in the property. So they want to find a property that has some opportunity yet to be realized. And so as a passive investor, you don't want to spend your time trying to become the leader of the fund. You want to put your funds to work in a fund that's managed by a team of professionals that can guide you so that you realize some passive returns. And in many instances, it's going to outperform your 401k guaranteed just because. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. People don't realize what they're losing in their 401ks. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think in every instance, it will do any, either of these classes will outperform within your savings accounts and your, yeah. you know, your IRAs and REITs and things that type. I mean, your IRAs. Another thing that has increased the demand for the storage units is this um, growing population of people that are becoming digital nomads. People that are saying, "I want to take a year off or five years off, and I want to pack up my home and go 
live around the world. And eventually I will come back, you know, but then I still have that to go with. So, I mean, we personally know about these 10 people in the last year um, that 220 was the year for them to do that. And these are people with families yeah. and they have homes, but they decided to rent out their home and they want to be free. So that has increased the demand for storage units in addition to what was already existent. Um, so, yes, we have a lot to share. Um, there's also, when you're participating in these type of programs, with whether it's a um, syndication or a PPM, you don't have to come up with as much of investment as you do if you do it individually. So you can come in with a smaller amount of investment and still have a piece of the pie. You don't have to qualify for it individually. You can be able to make your investment and avoid the bank, you know, the stress of the bank qualification. Many times they also have great tax um, benefits, as you mentioned earlier, you know, whether it's just you know, paying taxes or being able to defer taxes or having specific preferred taxes. So there's many reasons why people do want to invest in passive revenue, uh, passive investments, and we're going to tell them all about it next Wednesday, February 26th in Del Mar at the U.S. Bank. So you have to go to our meetup, and I'll give you more details later. I'll send everybody the link to the page. We'll give them information. But that's where you'll be able to speak with Stephanie and our other panel of speakers, as well as be able to network with women that are inspired and uh, desire to build their real estate portfolios, as well as enjoy some wonderful sips and dips and just come out and have fun. So, Stephanie, what closing statement or message would you like to share our listeners today? share with our listeners today. So what I'd like to tell the listeners is that there are a lot of market opportunities, and so what they want to do is prepare now and get off the sidelines, <laughs> get ready to jump in, and, uh, you know, if not today, win, right? <laughs> you, you'll exactly. miss the next cycle. So get busy and get ready and come out and learn and be ready to take action. Absolutely, and it'll be fun in the process. Have fun in the process. You never know. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Stephanie. I'm looking forward to seeing you and to listening to what you have to share. And I want to thank all of our listeners today. And remember, if you want to live where you work, work where you live, anywhere in the world, check out Homework. Until we meet again, stay empowered. <laughs>